Hey, what's going on, Purpose People? We want to welcome you to our Path to Purpose podcast, man. I'm your host, Dustin Robinbark, and with me, as always, Mr. A.J. Howard. Say what's up, A.J. What's up, world? Hope everybody out there is having a moto-go kind of day, baby. Absolutely. Let's go. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to let everybody listening to this thing know that it's not that deep. And when I talk about it, I'm talking about life. Everybody wants to wonder what their calling is. What is their purpose? Listen, guys, your purpose is where God has placed you right now for impact, and you are thankful through obedience. So I need you to tune in. I need you to open your ears, and I need you to listen up. And more than that, I need you to keep that let's go energy. And always got to have that mo to go energy. Look, it's time to get right, get live, and get with it. AJ, how are we doing tonight? Oh, man, we're good. You know, it's football season, and uh, we got um, Delville tomorrow night. Uh, got to go to Delville. Got a big region game, and then obviously, you know, it's been a it's been a hectic week for me, man, but we're getting to it, man. We're getting to it. So just for for our listeners, man, um, uh, AJ's, AJ's dad passed, man, and, uh, you know, um, for several of us, we have heard you know, AJ, we've heard your story over the pod a little bit. You know, your you and your dad's relationship um, was very, very strained until uh, you guys were able to um, kind of um, um, kind of recon. Uh, what 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 would be the word? Y'all were able to kind of like get back in touch with each other and make things right, man. Take me take me through that. Yep. Reconcile the relationship, man. And that was big. So before I started Motogo, you know, my, uh, you know, motivational fitness, you know, lifestyle uh, coaching uh, thing I got going, um, you know, man, I knew I had to put something to bed. And that was me and my dad's, uh, you know, just kind of it wasn't chaotic. It wasn't hectic. It wasn't really hate. It was just there was I knew the man. He knew me. I'd see him every couple, several years and, oh, Bubba, I love you. And I'm like, man, you know, like when I was five, I quit waiting on you to show up kind of thing. And, you know, just didn't really mess with the dude, man. Didn't really ever talk to him, man. It's probably over 12, 13, 14, 15 years. And then, you know, man, I was like, I got to I got to handle this as a man internally. Um, and so, man, me and my uncle went uh, back in 2019, 2020, went to his house. Me and him had a heart to heart conversation. He broke down, you know, crying in my arms. And, you know, it was more like I was the father. He was the son. Um, but, man, it was just nice to put that to bed. And then over the course of the last several years, couple of years, man, I made it a point every time I was in Mobile to go to Eight Mile and Pritchard and, you know, go hang out with him, man, and take Taylor with me. He loved Taylor. We're his first two oldest kids out of probably 12 kids I think he had. Um, so, you know, and he's always loved my mom, man. My mom was his first love. They were two kids raising a kid, had me at 16 years old. Um, so, you know, man, just gave him some grace and forgiveness and was able to build a relationship. And, you know, I got good memories with my father um, the last couple of years, man. Uh, everybody's been sending me videos, my uncle, um, several friends and stuff, pictures and, and just over the last couple of years. And then obviously pictures from when I was a baby, man. And one, no deny me, I'm 
I'm Albert Jeffrey Howard Jr. for a reason. I spent an image of him, same energy. Dude was a backup break dancer for uh, MC Hammer at one time. They say he used to dance at a place called Showbiz. Um, I guess it was like the hip hop club in Mobile back in the 80s. Um, so, man, you know, he's a big LL Cool J fan. So, and it's cool because I was working out the other day and I'm bad came on. And that was one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, I Need Love was the first song he ever sang to my yeah. mom. Rap that song lyric for lyric, you know, that, that when I want to be silly and cute uh, with folks, I'll rap it to them, man. You know, and it's like my mom's like, you are your dad's son. So it's all good, man. He's no longer in pain. And we got the memorial for him next Saturday down in Mobile. And, you know, we go, we're going to remember the good times, man. He was a good hearted dude, man. Done a lot of good for people. Man, we're sorry to hear about your loss, man. Um, our heart goes out to you, you know. Um Anytime somebody goes through a situation or a season like this, it's good to have people around you that you know you can call on, even if, even if, because we all know we need time to process this thing, no matter what's going on, like we need time, we need space, but just knowing there's people in your pocket that like, if I'm in a tight, I can reach out, that's reassuring. And so um, I want you to know, you know, definitely uh, always have me in the pocket there and and um, I want to tell our listener, we talked about, you know, naming this pod, coulda, woulda, shoulda, just do it. What what was it, AJ, that actually made you take that first step to reach out to your father for the very first time? What was it and why did you do it? How did it go down? Um, so man, I, you know, I've always been big on Eric Thomas and the motivational, inspirational, you know, finding your true purpose, being in alignment with who you are, your soul, man, and what, and, you know, fulfilling your, what God put you here for. And, you know, man, I've, I've always, you know, been motivational. I've always came up with good, you know, not cliches, but sayings. I've always, it's, and it's just natural. Um, and I've always been able to inspire the locker room as a player. Now as a coach, it's just kind of been my thing. And, you know, as I was wanting to get into that on like a business and try to take it to the next level, I was like, man, you know, there, there's, there's some things. And it's like ET says, you got to handle you before you can go help anybody else. And I just saw, man, I'd always like in relationships, man, I'd always come up short, um, self-sabotaging it because I was always hurting. It would always come out like, you know, the, the anger, the pain of, you know, it's like I tell people, bro, I'm like, folks sit there and tell me like, I'm supposed to trust you. Like you talking to a man who sat there for years, weekends after weekends, months after months, weeks after weeks, bro, with a packed bag as a little kid waiting on somebody to show up. And there was always some, oh, he's got to work, you know, something. And I was holding on to all that, man. And I'm like, bro, y'all sit here and tell me I should trust y'all. Y'all got my back. My own daddy ain't even have my back, bro. I, uh -huh. It's me against the world, you know, besides Stephanie, that's it. And uh, my mom. And so just kind of having that mentality, I was like, man, that's a very toxic um, that that ain't going to help you fulfill anything as a man. Uh, you got to heal this hurt boy so that you become a better man. And, you know, maybe one day be a husband, be a be a better father, just be a, just feel better about me personally. Um, and man, I, you know, was at my uncle's house one night. Uh, I was down in Mobile hanging out, cooking out. And I was just like, man, I want to go see Jeff. I want to go have this for real conversation with him um, and, you know, get this out the way and move forward and put it to bed. Cause I know if I can do this, I can get over anything. Um, and it's going to, it's going to, it's going to heal me. And man, it was just, 
you know, it ended up, I don't think we left my dad's house that night, man, at like 1.30 in the morning, just uh-huh. talking, crying, cutting on. He was a big Prince fan too, man. You know, I'm a big music guy. So he was just, you know, it was like, man, it's like, dude. And we've always had that kind of energy together. Um, you know, like I said, I seen him throughout some of the years coming up, but yeah. as a man, it was like gone. Um, but you know, I, I just, and I, I had peace with that man. And, you know, he got to where he'd call me, you know, once a month, maybe once every six weeks just to check in. But I really made it a point over the last several years, um, when I was in Mobile to go see him, man. Cause you know, eight mile and pressure, it ain't, it ain't the West side of, you know, the gated community area, man. But you know, my family over there, bro, the Howards, they're good people. It's a clan, bro. It's a tribe. It's an army. We about 99 to 100 plus deep at every family reunion. Uh-oh. And we got all all shapes and sizes. And, you know, we got Jehovah's Witness. We got Baptist. We, but brother, when we come together, we eat good tomato gravy and rice and we have a good time. And, you know, that that's that's my DNA, bro. That's my blood. Albert Jeffrey Howard Sr. was my father. And, um, you know, to honor him, man, I wanted to name this podcast coulda woulda shoulda just do it because there's a lot of hurt human beings out there that just ain't for gay people that hurt a man and then you're gonna look up and they're gone and you're gonna have to carry that burden of you know that deceitful spiteful pain and you ain't got to tote it man you just got to learn to let it go and live you know you talked about hurt people man i've always heard it put this way that hurt people hurt people and so um, I think I think this podcast is so necessary because I do think there's a lot of people that carry around a lot of hurt. There's a lot of people that carry around a lot of anger, a lot of frustration for for lots of good reasons, right? Um, but a lot of times it'll spill over into different areas of our life. And I always say if we don't tap into that hurt, And if we don't deal with it and we try to mask it and we try to hide it, it's going to come out in some kind of way, man. Whether it's through a relationship with my spouse, whether it's through a relationship with my kids, maybe it might come out at work. Maybe it might come out in a coach-protege relationship, right? It might come out in many different ways. If we don't get to the bottom of what's going on really in our life and that event that took place that hurt you, if it was a specific person, if it was a specific individual, if it was something, a moment in time, there's got to be momentum, right? There's got to be a momentum shift in our life to take a hurt person towards restoration, But when you look at the word momentum and you break that word down, AJ, the actual spelling of the word momentum is moment. It's it's spelled M-O-M-E-N-T-U-M. There has to be a moment you move. Because here's the thing. If we're waiting on someone else, right, to come in, and right or wrong, even if it was their fault, we're only prolonging our healing. I say this in in marriages all the time. If I'm sitting around angry all the time, waiting on my wife to say I'm sorry, besides just trying to fix the issue, bro, we're going to be mad a long time, dog. (laughs) Like she might even be over it. She might even have forgotten it. And I'm still harboring that thing deep down on the inside. And I'm waiting on an apology that's that's never coming. 
And so <laughs> it's so imperative that those coulda, woulda, shoulda moments, right? Those things where we feel like there's got to be more than this, right? There's got to be happiness out there somewhere, right? Just do it. Just step into that hurt. Face it. Let's start to deal with it. Let's come to grips with it. And let's understand that that stuff is filtering out somewhere in our life. Now, how can we begin to create momentum in that joker? You know, man, and that is so true, D, because that night that I was that me and my dad had that conversation, it was like when I walked out that house, man, I just felt like a weight was lifted. I was like, man, like I can. And I think a lot of it was um, talking about the coulda, woulda, shoulda, just do it. I was preaching it. I was telling people to go have these difficult conversations to go, you know, to 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 go apply for that job, just do it, just do it. But internally, I knew that there was something that I needed to handle, man. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like parading around being, being fake, but I knew deep down, I was like, bro, you're always going to have this guilty conscience when people message you, like saw your message today, man, and really hit me. Me and my dad had a broken relationship and, you know, I was able to reach out and, uh, and I'm like, yeah, you, you, you you didn't do what you said you needed to do, AJ. Um, do what you say you you will do, right? And so when I you know had that conversation, man, I walked out the house, a weight just lifted, and then I launched Mo to Go, man. We did me and my boy Joey did a big video, and it's kind of just been building and building. Uh, and people, you know, the relatability, you know, is like when you grow up without a dad in your life. I had a great stepdad, but there's still that like I the guy I look exactly alike, according to most people, is like, don't want to have nothing to do with me. Why? What's wrong with me? And then as you get older, you realize he's got his own issues, whatever. Um, but it does mentally and emotionally hurt you um, because you you think you're the problem. Um, and it's like, so I, 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 I parlay it to, you know, baseball, dude. I was like, this dude's going to have to read about me. He's going to read about me in the paper and I live in Dothan and he's going to find out about me down in Mobile because I'm going to be that good at this thing. And funny enough, man, one year we went down and played Bayside Academy in Daphne right across the bay. And I struck out 18 people in a playoff game and on the Mobile press register, which delivers all over Mobile, Howard strikes out 18. And then, of course, my aunts and all them was calling, you know, oh, you know, it was, I was like, man, it came full circle, but it was out of spite. It wasn't out of a good place. Um, I was like, I need love and this energy to come out of a good place for my dad, not this chip on my shoulder, rugged, because that ain't going to get me nowhere, man. Because you know what? Out of all them strikeouts in the headline, I still just wish my dad would have been there to watch me play, right? So I was like, that ain't fulfilling you. It's empty. Um, but after that for real conversation and doing the woulda, instead of doing the woulda, coulda, shoulda, I just did it, man. It, the weight was lifted. I was able to get Mo to go and be true to what I speak, man. And, you know, I really started helping more people because the relatability to, through that kind of relationship with a biological father, something so many people go through um, that you wouldn't even know. And most people would, didn't even know that side of me um, because he lived in another city. I had a great stepdad that was involved with my coaching and all that. Um, and, you know, People was like, man, we had no idea. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's it makes you more relatable, in my opinion. You know, when I hear you talk about, you know, the feeling you felt inside when people would make comments and, you know, you still knew there was this thing, man. There was this thing that just wasn't right. 
uh, I'm I'm reminded of my weight loss journey, man. And to some people, it's a big deal. To some people, not so much. But I know to me, it was everything because I I would wake up in the mirror, bro, and 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 I would look in the mirror and I would feel some type of way, AJ. I would look in the mirror and I wasn't happy with myself, bro. I wasn't happy with the person that I had become. Not just the weight, like it wasn't just the weight, man. It was the weight on my life, and it was the obesity uh, of depression that came on, the anxiety, the fears. It was a moment where I'm like, how am I? I? I felt like a fraud, man. I felt like a phony in a lot of ways. Not that I was, just like you're saying, but but how could I, who was I to go tell a kid about radical transformation when I carried myself as a person that didn't take care of himself, man? And it wasn't intentional. It crept up on me over some moments and, and, and through some different seasons and situations in life, man. That's why I say that it's so important and it's vital that you take care of yourself. And that's one of the very uh, reasons we're doing this podcast right here, right now. Um, the coulda, woulda, shoulda, just do it because you don't want to be on your deathbed, bro. The last thing I want to do is be on my deathbed wondering, what if I'd have tried? What if I'd have done something different? What if, AJ, you were just now catching the news of your father? God forbid, man. And you had never took it upon yourself to wonder, could y'all have had an established relationship, man? This might be a whole nother podcast. This is a whole nother conversation, man, based off of regret, right? Rather than one of like, wow, man, I'm so grateful for the time we had. God is good. And he was a good man. He had his own battles. But in the end, we were able to come together and be um, be a family, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, the one thing about Pops, dude, was he loved my mom and sister, man, like, like I love my mom and sister. And no matter how many days, months, years went by, uh, he would always ride through Chickasaw and always would, you know, check in with, with mom or Taylor. And, you know, if he had an extra 50 or a hundred dollars, my mom said, literally, he was the kind of man I've seen him give the shirt off his back at eight, at 17, 18 years old to like people in the streets who was cold, like literally would throw down a, a shirt over a water puddle. So my mom wouldn't have to walk through it. Like dude had it like that. Right. And, uh, man, he loved my mom and sister. And, you know, uh, the, the the thing about it, dude, was uh yeah, he had his own demons, but you know how much I love Taylor and my mom, dude. And he he's the only other man on the planet I think loved him as much as I did. And for that, I will forever be thankful and respectful to him for um because I knew that my mom was the apple of his eye. Um and he lived with a lot with, you know, regret because he'd always tell people, I don't care how many times I've been married, uh, you know, uh Stephanie. Williamson's the apple of my eye. She's, you know, he, he had a funny voice too. And, uh, you know, he's like, I, I'd give anything, man. I, I still, and he'd still, dude, would try. Like, even when I come to Mobile, he'd still be like trying to holler at my mom. Like, dude, yeah. calm down, bro. I'm making it weird. Stop, don't don't right. ruin the moment. Um, but, you know, he's just a charming dude, man, with good energy. And like I said, man, he loved my mom and sister. And so, um, 
for that, dude. I'm very thankful we was able to get to a good place before he passed. So tell me this, man, as far as coulda, woulda, shoulda, just do it, man. The person that's that's on the fence with with whatever's going on with them, man, what is your what is your heart centered around this this particular topic? What would you say to them tonight, man, that that maybe at the end of the day, it could bring a little bit of reassurance where they're at, man, just to tap into whether it's forgiveness, right? Whether it's whether it's going all in with something. What would you say to someone right now, just going through what you just experienced and went through, man, how could they begin to move the needle right now with just, with just getting after Man, you know, it hit me last night. I was sitting on the back porch and, you know, we all get played, bro. We, we go through life. Like we get to live life twice and hearing the news of my father dying people were shocked because they're like, it'd be like them calling us saying AJ died because he was just an abundant. I mean, dude was on dialysis and on Friday afternoon was fixing the brake pads on his truck, you know, like would get mad at the nurses at dialysis because it was holding him back from working. I was like, this dude had to, had to want to. Um, and you know, it's like we get played because we all think we go about it. Like we get to redo this life at the end of it and you don't. Uh, when we take that first breath, the only guarantee is that you're going to have your last breath one day and we don't know when that's coming. So we got to get to getting, bro. We got to get over to what it could have should us and just do it. Um, make that phone call, reconcile that relationship with your with your dad, with your mom, while you're still able to, man. Um, you never know. They may be missing out on their grandbaby's life that, you know, would make you feel whole and not jaded every Thanksgiving or Christmas family holiday. You can have your, your people over, you can, you can get over that. It's going to take work. It's going to take time, but it's so worth it in the end, man. Because like I said, the only guarantee after that first breath is you're going to take your last breath one day. And, you know, it's not even about re reconciling relationships. I'm saying this from a standpoint, if you got a job, you got a dream, you got a passion, you got a purpose, go all in on that thing, man. Because you don't get to redo and live life twice. You only got one shot at it and you need to put all your eggs in the basket and being the best you. And part of being the best you, in my opinion, Dustin, I may be speaking out of turn, but when you can be a forgiving person, when you can be a loving person, you can be a stern person, have your standard, stand in your values. But when you can be so rich in the spirit of of uh, so rich in the spirit, the spirit of love, the spirit of happiness, the spirit of forgiveness, man, everybody around you is going to get better. Your life's going to get better. More opportunities are going to come because you're going to, and we live in such a cold world where the easy thing to do is shut people down and just be snotty and spidey and spout and spiteful. Be different, be a light man. And, you know, be a go-getter, put your foot on the gas in your life, dude. You only get one shot at it. There ain't no reset button to send next box, dude. You get shot in Call of Duty, they'll put you back in uh, back on the ground where you laid. Uh, no, dude, when we leave, we done. And run the race the best and as fast at your best ability that you can. You know, one of the things I was going to talk about is forgiveness, man. I do want to uh, I, I, I do want to let somebody know, man, that that maybe maybe you have um, maybe, man. Maybe you have missed that window. Um, maybe, maybe the the relationship is strained um, to the point of you know there was something physical. Okay, 
maybe maybe it landed somebody you know what i'm saying in prison there's no real uh, uh maybe somebody has passed in your life man i i want you to understand that forgiveness right it starts with you it starts with with the person and listening to this podcast to understand that there there has to be a moment where you are willing to release what happened. It does not mean, right, that that it didn't happen. It doesn't negate it. It doesn't make it not a big deal. It's still real to you very much so. But just like momentum, there, there, there has to be a moment you move, man. And, and I wanted to say um, from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, man, um, I wanted to read something here, AJ. We're talking about forgiveness. I want to read this, and then I want the listener to put their name in everywhere that they hear the word love. I want you to put your name, and this is a good indicator of where forgiveness lies within our hearts. So 1 Corinthians verse, uh, um, uh, chapter 13, verse 4, it says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Stop. Let me put my name in there. For the listener, put your name in there. Dustin is patient. Dustin is kind. Dustin does not envy. Dustin does not boast. Dustin is not proud. Dustin does not dishonor, is not self-seeking. Dustin does, is not easily angered. I keep no record of wrongs. I, I do not delight in evil, but I rejoice in truth. Dustin always protects, always trusts. AJ, I'm guilty, man. I'm guilty of all of this. When I put my name in here, Dustin is patient, right? Patience is one of my least right? Best attributes, okay? Because I have that that high D in me that wants to go and wants to produce and wants to do. But when I look at the word, man, and I understand where forgiveness and my flaws and my hardships and the things that don't come easy for me, bro, it's it's got to do something. It's got to stir something inside of us that makes us realize, right, that there's more to life than this that there's more than one side of this thing than just the way I see it. So begin to find forgiveness to whatever it is by taking a look at the word of God and understanding love is patient, man. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. In other words, Love is not just internal. Love is an action, AJ. Love really? is doing things. Love is doing things. And now we're calling somebody to action, bro. That's it, man. And, you know, in the, in this dark world, man, where it's so easy to be just, just a 
just a behind for a lack of a better word. Um, and it almost seems in the world we live in, man, those people are liked more because they seem cooler. Right. Really, man, they just a hurt punk at the end of the day. They a hurt child um, trying to be a man, trying to be a woman, trying to, you know, move on through life and push past the pain instead of dealing with it and growing from it, man. Because, you know, I could have used this situation with my father to bury me, um, you know, and then when we're burying him, be like, hey, wish I could have went back, wish I should have, could have, but I can't. Mm. Um, and I, I just did it. You know what I mean? And, you know, to the listeners out there, um, I know we got a lot of high school, college age kids. We got a wide array of listeners age wise. Let's just be better. Let's just try to be better. Make it a mission when you open your eyes tomorrow, man, to be better when you go to work, to be better towards your spouse, to be better to your kids, to be better to your coworkers, to just think about life in a better perspective, man, because you got it good um, and you don't get to live life twice. So enjoy the one that you got and try to just be as good of a person and as good of a human being and a light that you can be, man. You know what? At the end of the day, AJ, I think. I think you said enough, man, by saying, just be better. Just just be better, man. And it's not about, it's not a competition. It's not a, it, it's, it's, it's not a motivational thing, right? It's, man, it's, it's, it's got to come from within. It's got to be something that's willing to just be better, man. If I'm still me, the same old me, five years from now, far be it from me, because I just, want to be better man and one of the ways i do that man is i gotta keep that let's go energy we'll keep that motor go energy all the way turned up love you pops be better